I call this like the pyramid model, right? At the bottom of the base, you have things that affect your body, like inflammation, stress, your immune system, detoxification. But at the top of it, like pyramid, is mindset. And you really can't have health without having the right mindset. So I call it the five H's. And the reason why is that each of them stand for an acronym, right? So it's your home, your habits, your hobbies, harmony, and hope. And under each one of these are what I call broader categories. Welcome to the Mindfulness Experience Podcast, where we bring you inspiring guests and insights on wellness and personal growth. Today, we are thrilled to welcome Dr. Holland Shen, a double board certified physician and real longevity expert. With a background in interventional pain management and functional medicine, he has a holistic approach to health and wellness that combines cutting edge research and personalized care. Dr. Holland will be speaking at the Wonderland Miami 2023 conference, and we're excited to hear more about his keynote on longevity and the five H's of a healthy mindset. Welcome, Dr. Holland. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me on your podcast. I really appreciate being here. I am so excited to have you here. I've looked at your bio. I've been to your website. You're doing some incredibly, you know, fascinating things that, you know, I'm 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 not a junior anymore. I'm I'm more in the senior area and I'm really fascinated with the work that you're doing. Can you tell us a little bit more about your upcoming talk at um, you know the wonderland conference longevity is it longevity secrets are you dying faster or living longer also maybe perhaps what inspired you to focus on longevity yeah no thanks for asking that question so i'll be in miami wonderland conference is one of the biggest conferences in both combination of psychedelics and they've added longevity on top of that it'll be from november 9th to the 11th and what's really great about this conference is that you're going to learn about everything from the mind the body, and then obviously they're going to focus on mental health. My mm -hmm. talk is on longevity. You know, I've been very focused on basically peak performance, how to extend people's lives. And that really comes down to how do you heal the body? So I'm a double board certified physician. My background's in PMNR, which is essentially pretty much a combination of sports medicine with some basically interventional things and mm -hmm. things that you would do in a hospital. Now, I also did my fellowship in interventional pain management. So I really became attuned to how to help people heal problems. The issue with medicine and traditional medicine was that a lot of the problems were focused on either surgeries or medications. And I always felt that it seemed kind of wrong. Like, isn't there a way to actually help the body heal? Mm -hmm. And so that began my path in regenerative medicine. And so with regenerative medicine, we actually found ways to heal the body, detoxify the body. So in my talk, are we you know, basically dying faster or living longer? There's a lot of things that we do in our normal routine that it may not be bad for us, but it's not helpful for us either, right? And so I really wanted to highlight things for people. Hey, what can I do for my longevity? What can I do to help people, you know, A, live longer or have a healthier lifestyle? And are there things that are new that I don't know about that once I find out about it, I'd want to do it? Fantastic. Uh, fantastic. You know, someone said to me a long time ago, there are things that uh, pay the rent, there are things that don't pay the rent, and there are things that destroy the house. And I know that you mentioned, or you have this uh, a 
perspective around the five H's as key factors for a healthy mindset and a healthy body. Can you elaborate on uh, on all of those or on each of them and how they might affect our health and our longevity? Sure, absolutely. You know, I, I call this like the pyramid model, right? At the bottom of the base, you have things that affect your body like inflammation, stress, your immune system, detoxification. But at the top of it, like a pyramid, is mindset. And you really can't have health without having the right mindset. I mean, you can, but the mindset makes it so much more important. So I call it the five H's. And the reason why is that each of them stand for an acronym, right? So it's your home, your habits, your hobbies, harmony, and hope. And under each one of these are what I call broader categories. So in your home, we call it your mind's home, emotional home, your spiritual home, your relationships, which is the home you come to, hmm. your habits. These are the things like your routines, your actions, your disciplines, things that basically govern your daily life. Hobbies, those are your passions, your joys, things that give you balance in life. Mm -hmm. Harmony, this is mindfulness, gratitude, meditation, reflection, and last, hope. So these are beliefs, goals, the language you use when you're talking to yourself, and then of course, self-talk. Mm -hmm. Whether it's true or untrue, all these things basically affect your level of hope. So I called the five H's because it mindset's such a broad word if I could bundle it into something where, hey, you know, I'm really good at habits, but I need to have a little bit more harmony in my life, mm. or maybe my emotional home is not exactly where it needs to be. Mm -hmm. That really helps people tune into what part of their mindset could be improved. And then all these things really, I always focus on how do I compound my actions? These things work together and they compound your actions. Mm, I love that. I love that. You know, this is the Mindfulness Experience Podcast. And, you know, we're uh, focused on uh, my approach has been eight strategies, the the mind, the body, the spirit, the breath, you know, uh, the uh, food you put in your body and your rest and then your relationships, your environment and your aspirations. But you've managed to bring those down into five of them. And they're very concrete and they're very uh, doable in a lot of ways. Um, so I'm wondering, as we start to take a look at those, which uh, you said mindset being the most important why is why is that can you can you sort of drill into that a little bit more because yeah, i know in our society know, a lot of people have negative uh, negative self-talk yeah yeah exactly well so you know i i kind of separate into th there's things that you you have as a baseline right your genetics you know some people are genetically gifted they don't get sick and their body handles stress well and there's some people who just heal fast because they've got a great immune system. So, but mindset is that thing that still governs everything, right? Because if you don't want better health, you're not going to seek it. And I have a ton of people who come see us, they want to change their lives, but then they don't, they don't have any action. There's mm -hmm. no habits to reinforce it. Or let's say they've made a decision, they want to do something for their health, but they don't implement it. And maybe they can't implement it because, you know, let's say, let's take the first age something's wrong in their emotional home and in their relationship. If your emotional life and relationship life are basically chaos, mm -hmm. your health is going to suffer, right? Regardless if you're genetically gifted. So that's kind of why I wanted to break it down into, especially for mindset, mm. you know, it's so hard for us to determine what part of our mindset is wrong. It's not just about thinking positive, right? That would be an oversimplification. And it's not always about, hey, I need to be positive in order to be to be better. Mm -hmm. You know, acknowledging the things like under habits, I kind of also put, put a thing called focus. What mm -hmm. are the things we do? But it's also important. What are the things I don't do? 
right? Mm -hmm. So if you need to be gluten free and you're not doing it, well, that's not helping your health. And so that's that's why I think mindset, I broke it down to the five H's mm -hmm. because then you could really break it down. Which is which one of the H's do I need to improve? Mm -hmm. And then once I fix that, it's manageable. I can get into the next domain. You know, mm -hmm. you may not have the perfect relationship or or whatever, and that's okay. That's normal probably for some people. Mm -hmm. But if you can fix, let's say, your habits and routines, maybe that'll help improve your relationship because you're taking better care of yourself. Maybe you're mm -hmm. better to deal with, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's that's fantastic, and it's very uh, inspiring to hear you uh, really put it into a nice package and to really use this as a way to help individuals with longevity and to also just overall happiness. Uh, I, I think that's I think that's wonderful. Let me ask you: I've been I know you're involved in the longevity area. And in the anti-aging community, um, this uh, phrase uh, or the words NAD has been, or, or NAD, I guess that's the way people would pronunciate it. It's the first time I've come across it. So I had to mm -hmm. do a little bit of research around it because, you know, we were talking today. Can you explain what NAD is and how it relates to longevity? Absolutely. You know, NAD has been really coming, becoming such a popular thing in the scene lately in longevity. You know, back in the days, this was actually a detox molecule. So helping people get off of hard medications like alcohol or opiates and benzodiazepines. I was one of the first guys in the longevity world to actually bring it into healing because I was actually using it to actually enhance, let's say, regenerative medicine therapies. Because what NAD does, first off, it's a coenzyme and it stands for nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide. And this coenzyme is necessary for all functions in your body. If you had no NAD, you would instantly die because every cell needs it to produce energy. And so without this energy, cells can't talk to each other. Cells can't even process, you know, intercellular communication. There's no, there's no basic function that doesn't require it. So the reason why NAD is so important, our lives basically are constantly depleted of NAD. From the time of even 20 years old, you have basically half of your functional reserve of NAD. And so there's really not enough ways to consume it, let's say naturally through foods. And let's say there even was, our food source is pretty compromised. We have nutrient depleted soils. Our vegetables are not necessarily as healthy as they used to be, even though they're a vegetable. So NAD is very popular now because A, you can get it through an IV format, which is one of the versions I love a lot. You can also do an oral format, which is through supplementation, through things like NMN, NR, other precursor elements. Mm -hmm. And so NAD in that aspect has become very popular because what does NAD do for you? One, increases your body ability to have more energy. Mm -hmm. So that means more cellular functions. And two, there's a lot of enzymes that rely on NAD just to function properly. There's a thing called sirtuins. Those are a class of enzymes that are basically responsible for DNA and metabolism. There's a thing called PARPs, P-A-R-P-S. And these are again, the same thing for, for genomic stability, DNA protection. So NAD is pretty essential on a very basic molecular structure. In our world, we actually do quite a bit of research now. And so we're actually doing some things in the NAD world to actually understand how does your body work with it? What goes on from a metabolism perspective? Because we see people have such a wide range of symptoms of improvement. They sleep better, more energy, less brain fog. For example, people who, let's say, have a hard time stopping to drink, mm. they can detox from alcohol within 10 days. It's, it's pretty incredible. Now, mm. you have to understand how NAD works. There's obviously a, a formula, there's a dose, there's a quality thing. But once you understand how body's physiology works, things like NAD 
are really what I call quintessential and fundamental for any type of health routine, especially mm. longevity. So for for those people like myself who are intrigued to do more research and more investigation, I mean, you know, my 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 normal default is to go on to Amazon and see if I can buy it. Uh, but what I hear is that this isn't something that you should just sort of start to take. It's something that from a bio um, uh, marker or from a biopsychosocial viewpoint, you should really look at your biology, your physiology, and really understand what you really need. Is that is that correct? Uh, it's partially true. I mean, partially I think true. in general, it would be pretty safe to say as a general blanket statement, mm -hmm. NAD is a very safe supplement to take mm -hmm. no matter what age, race, male, female, whatever your background is, everybody, everybody needs it. Mm -hmm. And so basically it comes down to quality. You know, there's many manufacturers of these different, like for example, NMN, which is a precursor mm -hmm. and then dose, you know, are they the correct dose? Cause some people might need more, some people might need less. Mm -hmm. So as a general blanket statement, it would be something that would be helpful for everybody. Um, you know, there may be some controversy of whether or not this may cause cancer or whatnot. And there's, there's some misleading studies out there and it's actually been corrected lately, but in some, some communities, people were concerned, oh, can this increase cancer? Well, if you actually look into some of the research, they, the way the study design was, it was like an immunocompromised mouse and, mm -hmm. you know, and they were trying to rationalize that, okay, because this cancer cells can use NAD to promote it, but that's, that's not a normal human condition, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's also, I would say, very biased. So in general, I always say, yes, consult with your doctor, right? Because right now we're just on a generally speaking and people right. may just take it as a universal truth. But I think there are ways to test your body and there's ways to test if I'm not sleeping properly. Mm -hmm. Or let's say, for example, my liver doesn't you know, function as properly. Or let's say I don't have the energy. Mm -hmm. That could be an NAD problem. And there are ways now to actually test your NAD levels. Not very common ways, but mm -hmm. there are ways to determine basic function levels. So general doctor statement, always consult a physician, but right. if you start doing your homework, which most people do on what I call Dr. Google, right. you'll find a lot of positive information out there. So mm -hmm. I always say, do your research and you know, you'll find what's good for you, but mm -hmm. I'm a very big fan of it personally. Mm -hmm. And every client and patient that I've treated it with has done extremely well. And you usually do the IV, but you said there is a, uh, you are able to buy supplements and you're able to go yep. ahead and, uh, combination. And, and if you're interoceptive and you have that, you know, you're very mindful about what goes on in your body. That could be something yep. that you could try. Yeah. Yep. And there's people who are very in tune with their body and then they, some people do an IV NAD every, every month, right? Mm -hmm. They're so in tune with it. They're like, wow, I have the clarity and the energy I need. So for them doing it monthly gives them that extra like horsepower and mm -hmm. i kind of compare the two iv nad is like giving your body that extra horsepower mm -hmm. and then oral nad is that fuel right mm -hmm. so they kind of work together so people might say what's better one or the other that's a little bit of the premise of our research right mm -hmm. we're actually trying to define certain things in the biological pathways and the biochemistry of how it works mm -hmm. but if you were to compare it both of them work in your body as fuel for example, though, IV NAD is very effective at detoxing. That's mm. not necessarily something you can do with just an oral format. I think the oral version does support it because it, again, helps mm. with DNA repair, or DNA maintenance. But when you give someone an IV NAD and you see how profoundly it can help their lives, mm. that's why you know the power in the in the, in the uh, intravenous version is so strong. Mm -hmm. mm. Fascinating. Um, let me ask you, you know, I've um, talked to uh, several folks, uh, certainly about immune health and 
detoxification uh, of the body. Uh, what are some of the steps as you talk about detox? What are some of the steps that might be able to, you know, help individuals boost their immune system for detox? Yep. So I think that's a great question that you bring up. I, I call that the four pillars of longevity. Mm -hmm. And I call it the four pillars and four corners because they're cornerstones. And if you arrange it into a square, we have your inflammation, mm -hmm. detox, immune system, and stress. And the reason why it's in that order, each one can affect one another in a very systematic way. So if we talk about detox, detoxification means I need to remove inflammation out of my body and also detoxification affects your immune system. Mm -hmm. So detoxification as a whole will bring it down into what body system does it affect? Your lymphatics. So I need to detox basically things like heavy metals out of my body and drain it through my, lymphat my lymphatics. A personal example is I personally had very high mercury levels, mm -hmm. very, very high, like five, ten, five to eight X, the normal limit. Just too many tuna rolls or what? Yep, too many tuna rolls, sushi, <laughs> yeah. uh, living in New York City, you know, for many years. And, right. you know, you just you just your body is always it. exposed mm -hmm. to environmental toxins. Mm -hmm. And so I did a heavy metal detox. A lot of people know about IV chelation, mm -hmm. but I'm actually not even a big fan of that because even though that's what we know, it's a little bit of, again, it's kind of the old school way of doing things. And mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with it, but it actually pulls it out of your body too fast. And so you think about it, it slams it into your kidneys. Now your kidneys are getting hit with all this detoxification. You want to pull it gently and you want to do it over a period of time. And by doing it gently over and over a period of time, you're able to pull it out of the tissue. Mm. These heavy metals can hang around your body tissue very deeply, like an example of that. And it takes time. And so I have a heavy metal protocol that I did. It was about four months. I noticeably had a big difference in clarity. Mm a big difference in energy and when i woke up you know you're just in a better mood and i always consider myself as a positive person but mm -hmm. i just felt even better than i normally do so i thought wow that must be the mercury levels are down and then i had mm -hmm. other heavy metals like mm -hmm. for example arsenic was very high and mm -hmm. it's like well, where am i getting arsenic from it's <laughs> coming in your food like you know for example rice in certain states have very high level of arsenic mm -hmm. in the soil and mm -hmm. so you even if you're quote unquote eating organic, if the if the vendor is growing it in heavy metal rich soil, that's going to affect you. And so detoxification in for let's say all intents and purposes, mm -hmm. how do I remove the environmental toxins from my body that most likely got in my body due to food? Hmm. Wow. Wow. Well, so you know, I think from a, a traditional medicine perspective, a lot of this is sort of, you know, it's not taught certainly in the in the schools a lot of traditional medicine doctors are really now becoming more specialized less generalized and you're really right. talking about you know something that is really looking beyond traditional medicine but really looking at a lot of the root cause because you know the old saying food, let food be your medicine i i think right. what you're doing is looking at ways of hacking into the system and then you know using biohacking and regenerative medicine uh, to go ahead and really revolutionize uh, health and longevity. Can you tell us more about your work in these areas? And, you know, what what breakthroughs do you see on the horizon? Yeah, no, I, I think, you know, what's interesting is traditional medicine is what we call a sick care model. It's very reactive. In general, most doctors are looking for either a drug or a surgical procedure to fix it. And that's okay. I mean, you know, it's been around for a long time. I'm an MD by training, so I believe in traditional medicine. But I think there's also what we call the next generation of medicine. Mm -hmm. And so I did a fellowship, which is what we consider specialization, 
I think people are going to sub-specialize. You know, let's say you might be really good with the GI system. You need to learn about the microbiome, right? Mm -hmm. And the microbiome is not taught in school. It's still not taught in school. Mm -hmm. And then I'm a functional medicine slash regenerative medicine guy. You know, they're going to have to teach this in school, right? And the problem is it's so new that because it's not formally taught, you really have to learn from either colleagues. I travel around the world. I learn from all my colleagues from around the world. Uh, we do research around the world as well. So in terms of what we're, what's new for us, our big thing is NAD. I'm really a big believer that NAD research is going to be very fundamental in how mm. our body functions and how we optimize. So I'm very big on how do we optimize energy, sleep, you know, mind, like how does your brain work? And I think from a capacity, just kind of what I brought up, mm -hmm. it's the four pillars, you know, if there was a specialty of longevity, I would say the pillar is what's your inflammation, how, how's your inflammation in your body doing? Mm -hmm. How do I detoxify the body? The third one's your immune system, which is a combination of how does your stem cells work? How does it interact with everything else that can either mm -hmm. combat infections? And last but not least, stress. And stress mm -hmm. is what I call a blanket word, but that's your neuroendocrine system, mm -hmm. right? How do your nerves and your, your cortisol levels and your other hormones interact? And so the problem in medicine, it's very siloed. And so stress, if you say, I have a lot of stress, they'll say, go see a psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. Stress is a neuroendocrine thing, right? Mm -hmm. If your brain is under stress and your organs are under stress, you'll have adrenal fatigue. You'll feel burnt out. Mm -hmm. You're, you know, some people have low testosterone. That's not psychiatry. Mm -hmm. And psychiatry could help because there's a component of it. But they say, I'm stressed. You should take a benzo. That'll help you relax. That doesn't fix the cortisol level or the neuroendocrine system. Yeah. So that's kind of where I think medicine really has to get where very integrative, right? And some people use the word holistic. Some people use the word functional. Whatever anyone wants to call it, I, I basically say it's like we have to start integrating the systems, you know. You mm -hmm. can be specialized. It's just recategorizing what has to come under your umbrella. Mm. Well, I, um, I'm, I'm learning a lot and I think, uh, you know, where my focus has been to a large extent is, you know, certainly the mind, the body and the spirit or the breath. I, I, I equate breath work to the spirit work because, you know, it's everything that we do and it's, it's, it, and if you want to move out of the, you know, the stress level, which should be hyper, uh, hyper aroused or hypo aroused, you, you know, you focus in on your breath and you had mentioned to me. Um, about mindfulness being a part of that. Can you explain your perspective around mindfulness? Because a lot of people, it's become a catchphrase, like, you know, the mindfulness right. candy phrase, you know, right. it's, and it really, it's, it's Mick mindfulness. It doesn't necessarily have a lot of weight to it, but I, mm -hmm. I, I, I think many people don't understand what that might be. And I'd like to hear your perspective around it. Yeah, no, I, I love that question. You know, I always I journal a lot, and that's one of the things I'm, I'm a very big fan of, and I think that it helps with mindfulness. It, you know, it's the same question of like, you should do something that makes you happy, mm. or oh, go do your passion, right? Like, what, what does that mean, right? Is there like a step one to finding my passion, right? It's kind of like, what's the step one to mindfulness? And I and I do agree with breath. Um, I'm a very big fan of the Wim Hof method. Mm -hmm. I actually trained uh, with Wim out in Poland uh, way back in the days, many many years ago, before it became super popular. And uh, I really agree, like with breath, it connects you with your body. Uh, I do believe there's that soul connection as well. Uh, you know, I put mindfulness under the category in the five H's under harmony. So whether or not you feel like it's mindfulness, I put mindfulness, gratitude, meditation, reflection. Hmm. I, I put it as like, what's the gateway? 
if I want harmony in my life, what are the things that could bring harmony in my life? So if you don't understand fully what mindfulness, gratitude might be that easier gateway. Mm. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my, you know, my life or for work or things that I get to enjoy. And if you if you don't have something you can list that you're grateful for, you can at least meditate, which is mm. basically be silent, right? And if you can't do that, you can reflect, write down something that good that happened to you today. There's got to be at least one thing that's good. And so I think a large part is mindfulness could mean something to everybody. And I wanted to make it easy. So if I put everything under harmony of mm. these five things, is this executable? And if it is, how can I build on it? So I mm. think mindfulness is really about just connecting with yourself mm -hmm. and finding ways to connect with others in a meaningful way. Mm. Wow, that's uh, that's uh, really wonderful. Um, and, uh, you know, I, we can bring it to everything, right? I mean, we can bring it to our conversations, into our, you know, our relationships, into our environment. You know, we can, we can really bring that harmony aspect into it and really let things flow. I'm wondering, uh, when we start taking a look at, you know, you had mentioned stress, uh, and, uh, you know, it's a major contributor to the aging and disease process. What other strategies I, I use mindfulness and we talked to that what other strategies can people use to manage stress and cultivate a more positive mindset yeah so stress is interesting right because it's both a physiological response and to a degree very largely mental response and so uh you mentioned breath work you know breath work is great because when you breathe you activate your diaphragm your diaphragm activates your parasympathetic system and so parasympathetic is what we call if there's fight or flight, mm -hmm. it's the flight part. You know, you're not you're not basically going into overdrive. You're resting. Um, mm -hmm. I think meditation is very helpful. So, if we break stress down into mindset things, it's things that you can do to relax and calm your mind, which is stress, meditation, breath work. If you break it down to the physiological things, well, that could be how do I decrease the amount of cortisol in my body, or how do I decrease my hormone imbalance? Right, mm -hmm. your body may be under stress. Like I actually see this even in myself because I have a pretty hectic travel schedule, right? Um, I feel good, right? Mentally, I think I'm doing all right. But then if my body feels run down, I'll notice it because in my, I have an O-ring, I see my HRV tanking. HRV stands for heart rate variability. Mm -hmm. So there's ways that you can basically biohack some of the physiological response. Like for example, training yourself under in cold plunge, mm -hmm. uh, doing breath work thing can help re regulate your hormones better. I think doing hormone testing is very critical. Things like that can really impact your body's level of stress because again, back to neuroendocrine system, you may have adrenal fatigue, right? And so you actually might need things that supplement your adrenal glands. And so maybe you got the stress part handled, positive mindset, nothing phases you, but your adrenal will only work for so long. And then that's when people get chronic fatigue, they burn out. Here's an interesting thing. Some people put on weight or retain water. Why the body's so stressed out. It's like, okay, I don't know what kind of battle we're about to get into. I'm just going to preserve every calorie I got. And so some people have a sudden weight gain because they just have stress. Because of the cortisol increases, which really then Correct. help the body to store the fat, mm -hmm. yep. which yeah. you know, really moves yeah, them into exactly. fight or flight mode, right? Yeah, some, sometimes our body will tell us what our mind won't let us know. Mm. You know, I haven't gotten into some of this in the five H's of it, but you know, part of it is also where's your subconscious, right? I think the subconscious is always touching all of these things, right? Mm -hmm. And the subconscious is definitely in what I consider under the category of home, right? Your mind's home, your spiritual home, your emotional home. 
So mm-hmm. I think subconscious is probably something I'll expand on in, in this whole protocol. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that your body, when you can overcome some of these subconscious things, mm-hmm. I think longevity also lies there as well. Mm-hmm. Because we well, have a lot of subconscious resistance. Well, <laughs> you're, you're, you're sort of moving me into a question around the uh, area of psychedelics and uh, wondering uh, from a subconscious viewpoint when we start taking a look at you know the real um i'm a i'm a vet i'm a member of the heroic hearts project and we really look at taking individuals vets offshore for psychedelic journeys to go ahead and yep. help them to deal with trauma because the ssris haven't worked and you know mm-hmm. uh, we do know um and and you know using it doing an ayahuasca journey or a psilocybin journey or some other journey with mdma as a heart opener uh, does work. So I'm I'm wondering as you start taking a look at uh, trauma and stress and all of that, what's your view in terms of how psychedelics might fit into the mix? Yeah, that's a great question. So obviously, Wonderland is primarily a psychedelic conference. And so I have a very strong interest in it. I think it's the new frontier. I think it's the new frontier in both things like anxiety, depression, PTSD, uh, I think there was actually quite a few studies out there that actually document that really a lot of these antidepressants don't work. Mm-hmm. And it's not because they weren't designed properly. It's just there's only touching a certain type of depression if it's very major or depre- deep depressive. But a lot of people, it's where it's low-grade depression or let's say high levels of anxiety or PTSD, it's not helpful. And so I, what psychedelics does, it's it's beyond the fact of what people may think of it, because back in the days, people were using, let's say, recreationally. There's a lot of great science on how the mechanism works and so for lack of a better way to explain it you know it's basically bypassing years of therapy because you get that insight and that's usually what therapy is for right you're talking it out you're thinking it out it's that moment of insight so to some degree i believe psychedelics is that connection and bridge between your subconscious and conscious and i think there's a saying i may i may mess it up it's like basically you know until the subconscious becomes conscious, you know, we just call it like luck or it's, it's some modification of that. But you just think it happens to be a circumstance. But when you actually bring your subconscious to your consciousness, that's when you actually can work on the problem. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, you may just think it's your circumstance. And so mm-hmm. I think psychedelics is that bridge. It's basically accelerating that, mm-hmm. that process, right? So if you have five years of trauma or anxiety, depression, and at year five, you're like, wow, I get it. I have the insight. I'm over it. Mm-hmm. Psychedelics is like, again, I'm not trying to overgeneralize, but let's say it's several sessions over four weeks mm-hmm. with proper integration. You can do years of therapy in like weeks to months. Right. So your point is, is that we can sort of shut down the default mode network in our brain, really sort of go into the subconscious mind. I mean, someone said 5% of our minds are conscious, 95% of it is unconscious. So yeah. it's that opportunity to really go in, do the work and then come out of it and really have the insights that allow you to have the foresight in terms of what you might be looking to do. And your work exactly. really focuses in on, on on how are you going to activate a longer life, a better life, and a more richer life, yeah? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a, I think that's what the beauty of psychedelics is. When done properly, and if you know how to you know, work with someone who can facilitate, it's, it's just really giving the insight. Mm-hmm. And that's hard, right? You're basically saying it's insight 
in a pill or a dose or whatever the format is. And there, I don't know of any medication that just gives you insight, you know, right. it's actually doing the work with someone being able yeah. to see what it is that you need to see and exactly. helping uh, someone else helping you to go ahead and, and realize exactly. that. Yeah. yeah, that's beautiful. And I, and I think, yeah, I think that's the cool part about it is that someone may not even know where they need the help, but they'll get that insight because mm -hmm. the subconscious always knows mm -hmm. it's just hiding. Right. Isn't that Hidden in plain sight? I think they say it. Hiding in plain sight. Yeah. And it's often the constructs that we put together that we don't want to break up or, you know, go go further or dig deeper that really inhibit us from at least seeing what we need to see. So the point being is that you're going to be able to have those insights. Let me ask you, you know, in our conversation here, I really hear you emphasizing the mind body connection in your practice. And, you know, bringing everything together, you know, it's even more, it sounds like it's even more than that, given the five H's. And I'm wondering if you might be able to share some practices or techniques that, you know, will really help people improve their mind-body connection. Yeah, you know, I'm a big fan of biohacking and people probably have heard that word a lot also, but what does that mean? Biohacking is really like, what kind of modalities can I do? that are outside of just working out and eating right, which are both extremely important, uh, that can kind of accelerate things. Because really the thing is to get that jump start or get ahead, right? And so I love cold plunge. It's a combination of working with your body's immune system, helping your body also combat stress. So cold plunge press breath work. I'm a very big fan of PEMF, that stands for pulse electromagnetic fields. Uh, that basically helps your body charge up. It also helps promote detoxification. There's so many things it does on a cellular level. Very big fan of red light therapy. Red light therapy, we don't get enough of it because we're always indoors and we're exposed to constantly, you know, fluorescent lighting and blue lights from our screens. So red light therapy, we're basically like plants to some degree, right? That's why they mm -hmm. say it's so important to start your day with morning sunlight get out there, those photons hit your retinal receptors. It's important for circadian rhythm. Uh, those are some things that I think are relatively straightforward to do. People can implement that. Now, obviously, I, I think one of the reasons why the five H's were such an important thing for me to create for people was that these are things that you can work on and it's a framework. And so you can do things like meditate or do a gratitude journal, working on a routine. It doesn't have to be a strict, perfect routine, just something. If you promise yourself you're going to wake up and walk for 10 minutes just to actually get exercise, you can do it. So I think working on your mindsets in the domains of home habits, hobbies, harmony, and hope, that's the very straightforward thing you can do. And then the other things, like I mentioned, the four cornerstones, there's very practical things that you do, like let's say for just even decreasing inflammation, right? That's again, the cold plunge stuff or decreasing things that cause gut inflammation, which mm -hmm. for a lot of people is gluten or for example, milk products can be very highly inflammatory. So those are what I would say the, the real takeaways there. If you can work on the mindset things, mm -hmm. those are very readily accessible. Two, if you can do things that are biohacking in terms of like cold plunge or mm -hmm. red light therapy, I love saunas as well. That's very helpful also. Mm -hmm. um, so, so yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, uh, let me ask you, um, you know, you're a medical doctor and functional medical practitioner. How do you see the role of genetics and longevity and personalized medicine? You talked about, you know, longevity before and, uh, you know, specifically DNA. So I'm just wondering your thoughts in terms of, you know, what, uh, 
you know, genetics are all about and, you know, whether or not I'm just born to die, I have a ticking bomb in me or whether or not I can actually prolong my life. Right. You know, there's an interesting saying, they, you know, genetics loads the gun, but it's really the things that happen in your life that pull the trigger, right? And so that's what we call epigenetics. And so I think in terms of like genetics, that will definitely give you a predisposition. And so the predisposition in your body for genetics means you might be more susceptible to weight gain or, you know, it's difficult for you to lose weight. But if you have the right routines and you have the right diet, that's going to make it a lot easier for you actually to win. So there's a thing called methylation testing. And methylation testing is basically assessing how does your epigenetics get affected by your environment. And so the cool part is you can actually change the results, meaning your epigenetic, uh, your methylation test may actually come out not amazing when you test. But if you do like lifestyle changes, diet changes, exercise changes, and a few other things like what I mentioned from the biohacking perspective, you could actually greatly improve that. And then within six months, it shows a much better result. So I think I think it's a combination. I think what we use now, genetics is a great roadmap to, mm -hmm. to be aware and have that awareness of what could go wrong in my body. But then it gives you at least that insight to get ahead of the curve. So I'm a very big fan of like awareness is very important. And mm -hmm. what you do from there is basically going to guide your next steps. I love that. And, you know, with epigenetics, I've always talked about, you know, um, you're born with a library of books and there are some books that you take out, uh, but you can look at bringing them back and taking out other books. And, you know, what you're really talking about is the opportunity to really change, you know, change your, change your story and uh, be able to yep. go ahead and do things a lot differently. Let me ask you as finally as a, you know, what practical takeaways, you know, from, your talk, uh, I know you're, I don't want you to give away your, your, your mm -hmm. talk uh, all that much, but, uh, you know, from um, your talk and your work, what can the listeners maybe start implementing, you know, to improve their health span and their longevity today? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, it's, it's funny, to a degree, a lot of us are saying the same thing. It's how are we saying it and how can you use that information, right? Mm -hmm. So everyone definitely diet right? But then what kind of diet? So I think really understanding what foods bother your body and, and really testing your gut microbiome. So that's a really important differentiator than just saying, I got to have a better diet. Hmm. And then to exercise. Exercise is clearly a very strong predictor of longevity in terms of building muscle mass and lean mass. So mm -hmm. exercise is very important just to keep your body in motion. I think that will be an oversimplification, but that's really important in terms of what I think will help you. Those are practical. Sleep. I think that's grossly underestimated how important sleep is. You know, I think many years ago, it was almost a badge of honor to work hard and not sleep as much. Now it's like, I think it's cool to sleep, meaning people realize I need to have a certain amount of deep sleep in order for my body to recover. A certain amount of REM, because during REM, you're processing your thoughts. I think that's actually when you do a lot, a lot of subconscious resolution. So again, to tie that into the mindset and also how do we heal ourselves? And then really, again, a lot of the parts I will talk about in my discussion is about the five H's, your mindset. And then I'll talk about the four cornerstones. What can we do to help our immune system? How do we insist detoxification in our body? What are the things that boost things um, or help decrease stress? And then obviously, how do we target inflammation? Wow. Those would be the key takeaways. And then I'll show my favorite tips and tricks on biohacking equipment that you can bring to your home. So let's say you don't want to do any of this and you just mm -hmm. want to sit in a chair and have something happen to you. There's some things you can do there too. 
Wow, Dr. Holland, um, I am uh, humbled and I am so looking forward to your talk at uh, the Wonderland Conference. Uh, that will be on longevity secrets. Are you dying faster or living longer? And you just dropped some wonderful tips here on the microbiome test, exercise, sleep, the five H's, the four cornerstones. And, uh, you know, it's it's too much to take in for our short conversation. How would I or others find out more about you and really get in touch with you and your work? Yeah, I think we put a lot of our information online. Mm -hmm. I want everyone to have access to it. So it's free for our listeners and our readers out there. You can find me at drholland.com. So that's D-R-H-A-L-L-A-N-D.com. So it's almost like the country, but with an A. And then we're very active on Instagram. So it, my Instagram handle is at Dr. Holland. So D-R-H-A-L-L-A-N-D. And so we're very responsive. We like to post you know, stories and engage. So anyone can feel free to send us a DM and we'll, we'll post a lot of stuff there. And if you attend the conference, there's going to be a lot of fun bonuses for people who attend. So you don't want to miss out because I'll, I'll share those secrets with you as well. And you can register for them as when you're there. Great. I am, I am going to be there and I am going to be at your session again. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, really a pleasure meeting you. Pleasure meeting you too. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Dr. Holland, for sharing your expertise and insights with us today. We're inspired by your commitment to helping people live longer and healthier lives. To learn more about Dr. Holland's work, go to his website. That's drholland.com. That's H-A-L-L-A-N-D.com. Don't forget to check out the Wonderland Miami 2023 conference. As always, thank you for tuning into the Mindfulness Experience podcast. Be sure to leave, leave us a rating and a review if you enjoyed the show and stay tuned for more episodes.